shit. Yeah, but what are we talking about? It's on. Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit, and I'm Dave. My name is Chris. And we are still in Manhattan. Oh, she can't do it. I can't do anything now. Too much people are around. Write her back. Write, say, when can you do it? Um, We are in Manhattan, in my parents' apartment, where I grew up, in Chelsea. And it is a delightful place to be. The Empire State Building is right out the window. It is a colorful green and red with candy cane stripes going up. How long do they keep the Christmas spirit on the Empire State Building there? I'd say another week. Yeah. I've had enough of it. Uh, I can't get away right now. Family came to see me. I'm in Baltimore visiting. We were trying to get this weird pseudo-prostitute from Las Vegas Why to come she, How do you know she's weird? Okay, we're trying to get this perhaps pseudo-prostitute stripper from Vegas. Do we know she's a prostitute? I don't know. So this possible... Pos- Sounded like it would be a good story. Possible But she stu- might not be... Well, you said she's weird. Maybe, you know, she doesn't have to be weird. Why'd you say that? Uh, dude, I call it anybody who's not... She's a fucking heroin addict. You don't think all heroin addicts are a little weird? We're weird. Dude, I didn't say she's bad. I said she was weird. Yeah. I mean, maybe in your button-down, straight-laced, fucking boring, suit-and-tie, wealthy person thing, weird is bad. But where I'm from, weird is good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Do you think where you're from, weird is bad? I would say weird has a negative connotation. Not for me. Weird is good for me. Normal is You think bad. weird will ever be, like, sick? Like, you know, you're like, sick. <laughs> Yo, that shit is weird, homie. <laughs> I'm no. surprised it hasn't. No, weird is always going to be weird, I bet. Yeah. I don't know, but that would be good. Dopey Nation, maybe you should start using weird like yeah. it is good. Like it's sick. Well, but, yeah, sick Sick was, I don't it's know. It's a little old now. Short term. Yeah. In, in, in Boston, they say wicked mint and stuff like that? I don't say mint, they say wicked. Yeah. Where do they say mint? I've never heard that. I think in Long Island they do. When I was a mint? kid, so gross. Yeah. I think Wicked Mint was a thing. You know what they say on the West Coast? I say Wicked sometimes still. You just say, let me get a Wicked Duck beer. No, I never say that. Can I get a Wicked Diet Coke? Um, okay, so what's on the agenda, man? Dude, what are you... You're, you're staring off into space. I'm ready. I'm you're, thinking... You're not about... looking at me. We're, we're just chilling. Okay. Why can't you just chill and let it flow, homie? All right. I want to talk about Wicked Duck beer. <laughs> Sam Adams My friend uh, This kid I used to work with Recently went to the uh, Sam Adams Brewery And he wore a Harpoon shirt Was that what is, Do they make harpoon? No It's like A competitor Right That's great Good story huh? It's terrific <laughs> Should we get him on the line? Yeah Give us a commentary Um Oh I forgot to talk about Hiding drugs You know We rush through everything That we tell You, you didn't tell any stories out. I'll tell one story now about hiding drugs. Okay. Um, but first, let's. Why don't we say what's up to that dude again? The oh, fi- Finnegan guy. What was his name? Uh, his last name was Finnegan. What was his first name? Um, I don't know. You talked to him more. It was like Justin, I think. No, it's Kristen. Kristen Finn Bogasin. Big big up. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> Kristen Finnegan. But but. Boy, he looks like he's in really good shape. Why do you say that? I don't know. He's from Iceland. Yeah. I don't aren't people from Iceland like 
like the pinnacle of like the uh, genetic muscular stuff. You think so? <laughs> yeah, there's always like the strong men are from like Iceland and stuff. That you you think from Iceland? Yeah. There's just, like the big they, mustache and the bald head. They're Icelandic? Yeah, no, I really think that like Icelandic people are like taller and stronger on the whole. I'm not even playing with that. I, for I know, real. It never occurred to me. They eat a lot of hogget and uh, what's hogget and uh, mutton. Mutton is lamb, <laughs> and so is hogget. It is. It's all different types of lamb. That was haggis. Haggis, maybe, yeah. And that's from I just, Ireland. I just know mutton from Seinfeld. Why? What? What do they? Remember, he spits it in the napkins. That's some good mutton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He sits and the dog chases Elaine. Seinfeld is so good. Seinfeld's the best, man. I haven't been watching Seinfeld. The best thing about rehab is Seinfeld is on tap. If you know nothing else is going to happen. That shows you haven't been in rehab in a while, which is good. They just don't play Seinfeld like they used to. It used to be on, like, you know, whatever, TBS, whatever, just constantly. It's like two hours of Seinfeld every day. It's not. So what do they show now? I don't know, man. I'm out of the loop. Dude, let me tell you this funny story. This is not even in my notes. Yeah. I walk into work today, okay? And uh, one of the major D's is standing by the podium, and he has this envelope, like, that's addressed to him at the restaurant. And I said, dude, what did you get here? Like, I can't even imagine what anyone would have sent to work. Yeah. And he said, it's family matters. And he had this serious look on his face. And I said, what kind of family matters? And he reaches in the envelope and he pulls out a DVD of the show Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, no, it's Family Matters. That's pretty funny. It was so funny. Because I was like, maybe it was divorce papers. Was it in Netflix? Or who the... What? Who's sending Family Matters he, he, I don't know, but he Who got the DVD. Who even plays DVDs anymore? Isn't that funny, though? That is funny. This is Family Matter. <laughs> he busts out a CD with Urkel on That's it. That's really funny. It I'm is. very distracted by your feet touching the tissues. Yeah. Dave has these disgusting feet, and his feet are just touching the top tissue in the tissue box. So whoever uses the next tissue, it'll have been rubbed on his feet. <laughs> Uh, that what? was impressive. What? <laughs> he just used his toes to. Pull. <laughs> Are you gonna use that? Oh my god! He's using it. It's disgusting. Tell them. It's disgusting. Tell them what I just did. He just rubbed his feet all over a tissue. That's not what disgusting. I did. And then what did I do? Face. What did I do? You used the, the gross foot tissue on your nose. No, I took a tissue out of the box with my deft, ambidextrous. <laughs> it was toes. impressive. I don't think I could do that. I, if I flicked tried. it into the air. Nah, I caught true. it. Spun it around, blew my nose, wiped it on your face. What's <laughs> wrong with you? Sometimes I don't even believe your little fucking um, germophobia. It just seems so impossible that you're a germophobe. Oh, my, it drives my parents crazy. Like, I don't like sharing drinks with people, and they're always like, You're an IV drug addict. You traded syringes, and you won't sip my Diet Coke. <laughs> it's very weird. It is weird. I know. I acknowledge that. It's very... It's from uh, being in jail. I was in jail and I got fucking staff all over me and stuff. And then I was like, ever since then, I've been like... I've, oh, actually, even as a little kid, I was sort of a germaphobe, but it got worse after jail. I think you're just selfish. I just think you don't like to share. That, that's it, too. I hate... The worst thing ever is when you go out to a restaurant and they're like, we'll just get a bunch of dishes and we'll pick at it. I'm like, no, I need to know how much I'm eating and I'm, it's just for me. It's not for sharing with other people. It's amazing. Because I'm one of those people... I like to go and get a couple dishes and share. Oh, see, I, I, can, I can share with other people, but it's like the way I do it is like, okay, you want some of my entree? I'll have some of yours. We'll each get it. 
I will cut the entree in half, you will cut the entree in half, and then we each pick which side we're going to get. Like, it's straight drug deal. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 a, it's a business transaction that happens, and then I get my food in front of me and keep your fork and your spoon away from it. You got problems. Well, I'm not denying that. Wow. It's also just so interesting because it's like you're the guy that goes out with a bunch of people and they want to share and you can't do it. What do you mean by that? I mean, it sends you into a real bad situation. Why? Because I go out to eat a lot? No. I don't understand what you're saying. Because people really enjoy the ritual of going out amongst friends and getting a few plates. I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy going out you and don't get, but You don't get totally bugged out when they say that you I don't to like share. to share. No, I just say, no. <laughs> I don't want to share. I'll get my own thing. Yeah, it's depressing. Yeah, it's just not good. Anyway, um, so my hiding spot... I remember when I... The last time I got drugged... Say the guy's name one more time. What? Christian Finnebogosin. Because he, he wanted us to say it. We said it. But say it one more time. All right. Well, um, should I read a little bit of what he wrote us? Sure, why not? All right. And All talk right. about your hiding spot while you're looking it up. Fuck you, man. You're such a dick. <laughs> why do you want to make me look stupid all the time? What do you mean? You know what I mean. You can't multitask? No, I can't at <laughs> all. I, I'm totally lost. I'm totally lost. Here we go. Kristen Finbogason. I don't know, man. I don't know how to find the messages again. Do you? Yeah. You I, fucking tailspin me into this? He does look quite right here, fit. Here. There's for you. We got him. Thank you. you. All right. Kristen Finbogason. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, Chris is a people pleaser. Was that what you said? Loved that story with the autistic kid in the restaurant. It's nice time. Nothing going on in the city is dead on weekdays, but it gets pretty crazy on the weekends. If you guys want to come over anytime, mi casa, su casa. Mm. You know what that means? Yes. What does it mean? Ask him if he has any hagen. You can talk to him. Christian Finnobagasen, do you eat hagen or mutton? I think it's a lot of meat. A lot of meat up there. They say they found your identity very easily, but mine's harder to find. (laughs) Oh, he found who I was? Yeah, yeah. Anyway... Kristen, thank you for the for the likes. And I and I I've stupidly asked a bunch of people to like the thing, and all of these people I know are liking it, which that's makes good. me uncomfortable. No, that's great. Um, but let's get to the show. Do you want to hear a fucking funny story from work? A yes. Disgusting story. Yes. But can you please put the phone down because yeah. I need your undivided attention. I'm ready. So I'm working. This is not a dopey story. This is going to be a pretty not dopey dopey. For the record, I just want to say. I don't care if we talk about drugs or we don't. I think dopey is always dopey because we're drug addicts. So everything we experience is filtered through the fact that you, we used to stick needles in us and buy drugs every day. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board with that. I mean, that has to be a piece of it because I mean, we're 60-something But you're episodes. so fucking obsessed like with hit hitting it. him with the dopey. What's hit. up? <laughs> Let's hit him with the dopey. <laughs> it's like the dopey is just us talking. Can you just relax and let it happen? All right, let's go. Tell me about the story at work. Okay. So I'm at work, and it was, it was a party four, and everybody ordered normally. And I get to the woman, and she says, I want a sandwich with tuna salad and egg salad. And I said, okay. What would be like one half tuna salad? I said, I said, do you want half a tuna and half an egg salad? And she said, no. 
I want you to mix them. Ew. And I said, what the I said, fuck? That's disgusting. <laughs> and she said, well, And I, I know how you say that's disgusting because the way your inflection in your voice is just, you say it really, what? it conveys that you're truly disgusted. Well, it's disgusting. See, that's disgusting. <laughs> I wouldn't need tuna salad or egg salad separately, let alone mixed together. That's really gross. So I said, I can see chicken salad and egg salad mixed Ugh. together. Ugh. Ugh. I could see that. And you think, what about the pre embryonic chicken? I know it's interesting, but I can see it. I once I, actually, I once fed bacon to a pig. Well, a pig will eat fucking just, a dead body. I was just curious. Yeah, pigs will eat anything. Yeah. Anyway, so I said that's disgusting, yeah. and she said, "Well, I like it." I said, "Fine." I said, "Do you want some fries?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "Do you want some coleslaw?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "Do you want me to mix it together for you, you <laughs> disgusting woman?" You didn't. Did you say you disgusting woman? No, I didn't. Yeah. But what did she say? Did she laugh? Yeah, it was a good laugh. Yeah, that's much. Did story. she have chicken salad and or then the meat did cutter? You, did you actually do it? Mix it for her? the meat cutter? He's like, he's like, I'm not gonna do this. And he had already made it separate. He goes, yeah. that's half and half, right? I said, no, mix it together. He said, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I said, mix that shit together, and he did. man. And he did. Oh my god. And everybody was disgusted. That's really fucking gross. Her name was Francie, and she said she wanted to call the sandwich from now on. A Francie. And I said that was possible because nobody will ever order it again. Is that not just so gross? That's pretty gross. Isn't that a good story? It is a good story. Okay. Um, I have another story. Oh! Why don't we tell the Dopey Nation the big news? What's the big news? I quit smoking cigarettes. Oh, yeah. Dave quit smoking. Well, I mean, he's hit my vape tonight, so he's had a little kind of relapse. But uh, You really yeah. you think of it as a relapse? I mean, you want to get on the whole Suboxone thing again? Dude, that dude wrote, just wrote us and said that we were, we were down with Methadonians. I'm down. But you don't think I'm down? I think you're less down than I am. That's because you were never on, addic- addicted to Methadone. I was on Suboxone for years. And you're a fucking pussy cock-sucking <laughs> people pleaser. You're such a dick. Okay, but anyways, congrats to you for making the effort. I really never thought you'd stop smoking. Tell them. Congrats to tell you. Them for more. Tell them more. Well, it's just first of all, like Dave's workplace, he has there's this little mailbox outside the front door where he works, and his whole thing is he takes breaks, he sits on the mailbox, he fiddles on his phone, and he smokes a cigarette, and like that's just such a big part of Dave's day. I just when I think of Dave, when I, when I know Dave's texting me during work hours, I know he's sitting at the mailbox smoking a cigarette, using his phone outside of his workplace, and. That's just something that brings you joy and you've done for a long time. And I didn't think you'd be able to quit smoking because of that, honestly. Because it's such a part of your life. Like, never mind the nicotine, never mind doing it. That's just like, that's, that's how you cope with your job is you do that. And if you don't have the cigarette and you're just on your phone at the mailbox, it's totally different. I don't go out too much. Too cold. You don't go out? Yeah, well, it's cold. Yeah, that's it's true. But, like, but you know what I'm saying. That's true, right? And I love smoking. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Like, I love smoking. I yeah. love lighting it up. I love smoking. I love pretending that it relaxes me. Yeah. I love standing at the mailbox. I, at home, it's not as hard to not smoke as it is at work. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, I, I mean, I, I bet I could make a lot more money, but I'm so... I'm so distracted. Wait, what do you mean you bet you make a lot more Because I'm not going to be outside of the mailbox. Yeah, but you can't make more. I mean, you make the most you can make when you're there, right? No. If you go outside and you're texting and smoking, you're losing potential money. How? You have your set tables. You can say a couple things to make them laugh. You can come through. <clears throat> you got to understand, Dave's job, it's like a fucking show. Dave ridicules his customers 
and literally he gives them an experience. I call where, it cathartic waiter. Yeah, he makes them feel like shit, and then they tip him for it. No, no, you're missing <laughs> the most important part. I make them feel like they've been through something, or that we've been through something <laughs> together. We bonded. <laughs> yeah, they feel they've, they've endured me, and at the end, somehow I get them to like me. Yeah, it's just like death cunt. He hated me, and now he has a free fucking hat. If I go to Dave's workplace and I sit there and I eat, it's almost in- inevitable that I somehow usually will get sucked into something you're doing. Why? I don't know. I feel like I end up just overhearing and like somehow getting involved with whatever you're doing. Well, I, I have to say, work without cigarettes has been challenging. But I'm not coughing. <laughs> I'm not coughing. <laughs> it's so funny. When I go visit you at work... It's like you go into a restaurant, you see a waiter, he's taking orders, he's bringing food, and he's talking about the food. I go in, and there's, like, always conversations and laughing. Like, I watch you. I know you're not talking about food. It's something else. Oh, we were, we were talking about... I'm not going to any time, you know? You can tell me about today, but any time I go in, there's always, like, some sort of conversation. Well, you don't ever talk to your waiter about other stuff? Not much. Would you talk to me? About I say like waiter? you know, is the taglatel good? What's taglatel? You know what taglatel is? Oh mm-hmm. my god! No, I'm not from your tax oh bracket. Oh my god! What's taglatel? You want like a short rib taglatel? It's beautiful. What is it? It's a type of pasta. Taglatel? I'm sure you're mispronouncing it. Taglatel. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? You don't talk to your waiter. A little bit. I was at a restaurant today while you were wrapping up. I went to this little taqueria. Do you think if I was your waiter and you didn't know me, you'd talk to me? Yeah, I'd probably talk to you. What would you talk to me about? You'd be like, I have this podcast. <laughs> you should listen to it. I was at this taqueria today and the, uh, I sat at the bar and the waitress is really cute. And she seemed to be flirting with me. Dude, you didn't take an opportunity like this? I never do it, man. I'm a pussy. Why, Chris? I don't know. She was holding the eye contact. She was smiling. Did she you was, give her a card? She was coming over telling me about the different hot... She was going above and beyond, telling me about all the different hot sauces and the little bucket she brought me. And uh, and I dropped it. I was going to write a note on the thing. You're really... Well, you always you're, do that. <laughs> you're really, Can you be my friend on Facebook? <laughs> or whatever. What's wrong with you? I'm a coward, man. Well, Tried and true. At what point? Can you just swallow it and just do what has to be done? Probably when I'm in my late 30s. When it's too late, you're married. <laughs> you have to find a way to cheat on your wife, so all no. of a sudden you're throwing caution oh, to the man. Um Listen, Dopey Nation, if any of you are cute and live in Massachusetts or New York and you want to meet Chris, hit I'm him wrong. up on Facebook. Yeah, hit me up or whatever. Like, this is getting out of hand. Yeah. I can't take it. It's like his big move to meet chicks is to friend them on Facebook. And all I'm really looking for is a woman who's attractive, intelligent, funny, loyal. Is that too much to ask? He also <laughs> likes women who like attractive guys. That's something that's really like... What does like that mean? Them. Because then it makes you feel like you're attractive. Didn't you say like on Tinder, like if a chick says being attractive oh, is oh, very important? Oh no, no, no! To I was saying, yeah, you're confusing. I was saying that um, a, a, a woman, when they say that they are, they want to be with an attractive guy, then that usually means that it gives their pictures more um, street cred. Yeah, because that means that you know they can pull an attractive guy. Oh yeah, I know. You know exa- I know. Saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Like yeah. I like it. When, uh, but I'm not. I, I'm not saying that's what I want in a woman. I actually like a woman who like um, doesn't really give a damn 
about their pe- those have been the best women. You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone who's like kind of hot. <clears throat> girl I hung out with, um, who I'm not going to mention her. She was very attractive, but she didn't um, like she didn't show it off at all. You know what I mean? With certain Russian some of those, girl. So yeah, some of those people. Some of those. Some of those people on there. It's just like they. You can tell they agonize over getting like the perfect fucking picture. Like you. I don't do that, dude. I put the worst shit on there. No, you put that very handsome tuxedo picture. The tuxedo picture. Then and the very one with you. What about the, the thumbs up? The though? thumbs up is saying, this is what I'm really like. <laughs> <laughs> All that aside. What is the brain saying? I'm very smart. I like to talk. <laughs> I present. The, the, the tuxedos, I'm wealthy. It's not working for Sometimes me. Sometimes I go to galas. <laughs> I, I might be at a gala. I might be talking in front of a brain someplace. Or I might just be drunk on the couch giving the thumbs up. Yeah. Those are the many faces of Chris. It's not working but for me. But hold on. Let me just say something. Chris is very handsome. He's very smart. He's very kind to strangers. <laughs> not particularly to people that he's dating. So if, if you really like him, he'll probably end you. But if you don't like him, he'll love you. And if then you if you really like me, him, if you he'll really, end you. If you really Again. like me, you'll probably either... Um, Convert to being a Jew or shave all your hair off after we break up. Dude, come <laughs> come now. Is that really fair? What? Well, the shaved head was a victim of your taxi cab that ran her down. What does that mean? You destroyed her world. <laughs> I didn't destroy her. You were like, I'm not into it, peace. And then That's not what the I other said. one the other one, you told her you were experiencing LSD flashbacks while you were on LSD <laughs> in her house. Yeah, but it ended years after that. She loved you. Yeah, I loved her. Oh, God. Yeah. Memories <laughs> like the corners of my mind. Motherfucking memories <sighs> of the way we were. <laughs> Sad, right? I love how Dave likes to vicariously live through my Tinder account. Oh, yeah. He scrolls through and looks at it. He was looking at it today, and he was chastising me for all the people I hadn't responded to. Well, he's sitting here, <laughs> like, we get in the elevator with this girl who's like, you know, I don't want to put her down, but she's not, like, the most attractive girl. And Chris was like, Dave, you don't think you could hook me up? And it's like, <laughs> I mean, then I look at his I Tinder and all these cute girls, like, you haven't even responded to. Yeah. He's, like, fucking retarded. I'm pining over that one, dude. The one who got away. She's going to fucking end you. <laughs> There's nothing that's going to happen with that Dude, one. Dude, I wish I could tell the, the real story of her. You can't. It's the funniest shit ever. Yeah, we had to delete that. Dopey There's Asian. a deleted episode from that story. One day. That shit is so funny. And it makes you laugh I still have much. the original one. Which? I still have it saved. Well, we have all the original ones saved. Yeah. That's Lost tapes. We, Lost yeah. tapes will be... Uh, Available on DVD in 2025. <laughs> Maybe. Um, anyway, I, I have to say, like, not smoking. Okay, I, w- I want you to participate in this. I do not want you to zone out. Okay. Not smoking has been really hard. Vaping tonight has been incredibly pleasurable to me. This is butterscotch cookie. What do you think? There's nicotine in it. Yeah. Um, I like that. But what do you think about the butterscotch? I don't love it. It's too sweet? It's too sweet and it hits my stomach weird. I'd rather just smoke Marlboros, to be honest with you. But my point is, like, I went through withdrawal this week. I found myself incredibly edgy, angry, like, wanting to act out. Like, it just reminded me of withdrawal and I wanted to smoke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole time I wanted to smoke. 
And, um, but I kept saying to myself, like, I would come close to smoking. You know what I mean? Like, this, I never fucking went two days in 20 years without a cigarette. Oh, I didn't know that. Never. Never. Even when I was really sick. You were never in a detox where you couldn't smoke? Never. Mm-hmm. Never. Yeah. Never, ever. So this is impressive. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had a cigarette, and I've really wanted them. And, and you didn't do Chantix, Patches, Gum, any of that shit? Nothing. No. Yeah. But so I read Alan Carr's Easy Way to Quit Smoking. Yeah. And it's great. And what's up, Billy Baru, a.k.a. Randy? Oh, he said he could say He said name. he could say yeah. Randy, yeah. So, yeah, he, he, uh, he actually, when we, he, this guy, uh, Billy Baru or Randy, took us to dinner. He bought me a copy of Alan Carr's Easy Way to Quit Smoking. And um, I had already had it in my bag, so I didn't take it from him. But that book is awesome. And I have to say, if anybody is smoking and struggling with smoking... It's a it's a nice jumping off point. It just it, it I mean it's things that and you it, already know. And if you're also depressed and um, have some sort of mental illness and you get on Wellbutrin, um, that is the same drug as Zyban, which helps people quit smoking. So there's a twofer there. What the hell does that have to do with the easy way to quit I smoking? I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in. But my point is so like every day I would be like I could smoke a cigarette, but ooh, who's that? Time for Soberlink. Soberlink. Well, I'll do it later. So every time I wanted to smoke a cigarette. We just got an email. Great. Okay. No, but continue. Um, but we should read this because it's an active email. Just read it right now. Right? No, 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 but you're doing a story. Okay. So, yeah. so every time that I wanted to have a cigarette, I would, you know, I'd come very close and then I'd imagine the cigarette and like, no matter how satisfying it would be. It's not like like if I relapsed on heroin, I'd get high for hours. Mm-hmm. It would just be done. You know, and it's just like... You know, what, what I'm trying to say is that if I relapsed on heroin, I would at least get high. But I would really regret getting high. But if I shot like a bag, mm-hmm. I'd be fucking wasted. Yeah, cigarettes don't do anything. I know. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to do that. And then, like, also, like, I've gotten to a pretty pristine place with this quitting smoking. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to fuck it up. But then the other thing is like withdrawal is such a bitch that I re- it reminded me and it, it took me like a couple days to remember this that like next week it's going to be easier yeah. like like that first week of any withdrawal is so hard and you forget like why you would stick with something yeah you know and it's so exciting to be like well next if, well, week because when you're in the midst of withdrawal there is no end Right, you yeah. forget. Yeah. You have no idea. Yeah, you know. But so then, you, if you can all keep, you can focus on is the pain, right? And the discomfort, and, and you could take it away. Yeah. You could take away with that discomfort with one action. Yeah. But then, like everything goes to shit, and then you have to start over if you want to start over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I really don't want to smoke. Like what the fuck does smoking give me? Yeah. It just gives me death. What are you gonna do when it warms up and that mailbox starts calling to you outside of work? I'm not accepting the charges. <laughs> I'm not That's good. Doing it. I like that. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Like, that was the other thing. My my buddy Ryan, my buddy Ryan, the conspiracy theory Ryan, he's been smoking weed since 1992, and he just got busted for DUI and smoking. So they're gonna start drug testing him. So he's like, he like called me. He's like, I haven't smoked weed in four days, and he's kind of losing his shit. And I was like, Ryan, just just see it as an opportunity. Because you're probably never going to be sober again. Yeah. You might as well just enjoy three months of it. Yeah, try to think of it as, reframe it as, this is a, a uh, altered state. 
my, that, but that's real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's totally well, that's legitimate. Pink, that's the pink cloud for us. People, but it's you know. legitimate. It is an altered state. Yeah. You might as well fucking enjoy the ride. It's like you're in a car going someplace. You can complain that the car ride sucks. You can look out the window and say, oh, I never saw that. Yeah, exactly. Not to mention, so then Ryan tells me he was looking at some sort of like quitting smoking weed page. And, and a guy said something that I thought was really interesting. He said, he said, yeah, weed doesn't like fuck up your life or whatever, but sometimes it makes you feel like all relaxed and good, like things are taken care of, when in actuality, things aren't relaxed and good and taken care of. You're just stoned. Yeah. Like you haven't paid your bills. Your career isn't where you want it to be, but you get the relief of drugs. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like... Like, so with cigarettes, it's like, this is an opportunity to not smoke them. Yeah. What an opportunity, you know, like, smoking them doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, or like, like, my career is no place good. If I smoked weed or did drugs at this point to give me a false sense of safety, I don't deserve it. You know, it's time to get an actual <laughs> sense of safety. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. All right, I'll read the email. I'm excited to what, hear it. Oh, what am I reading? Oh, the one we just got. We just got this right now. It's 931. We got this at 922. Are you ready, dude? Oh, yeah. I love new emails. You ready? This yeah. is a brand new email. It's fucking really long. Really? No. She said, hey, boys, listening all the way from Aussie land and love your work. Want crazy drug stories? Look up Ben Cousins. He's done some crazy shit. Ben Cousins? Easy. That's it. <laughs> Why did you read that? I don't know. He just got it, dude. Ben Cousins. Congratulations. I don't, know, I don't even know who that is. Congratulations, Ben Cousins. You just got a free bit of publicity on Dopey. Who the fuck is Ben Cousins? I don't know. Google him. Now this is going to be the Ben Cousins episode of Dopey. We'll add it to the title. Ben Cousins. Ben Cousins. Okay. Ben Cousins is an Australian rules football player. I don't know what that even means, Australian rules. It's probably some kind of rugby thing. We have a lot of fucking Aussie dopey fans, though, right? Yeah, why is this so huge? Okay, I'm going to look at his Wikipedia page, and we're just going to read his personal life. Because if there's anything about drugs, it's going to be in his personal life. All right. Early professional career, nope. not reading that. Troubled years, there yeah, it yeah. is. All right. On... Tw- 12th of February, 2006, Cousins fled a booze bus, abandoning his Mercedes-Benz and girlfriend Samantha Druce in the middle lane of Perth's Canning Highway and running from police with a male passenger. What the fuck does that even mean? The male passenger passenger was later caught and breath-tested, but Cousins eluded the police. It's a boring story. On the 20th of February, Cousins resigned as captain of the West Coast Eagles. He pleaded guilty to obstructing the path of another driver and obstructing a police officer in court in March of 2006 and was fined $900 plus costs. He was fined an additional $5,000 by West Coast. On December 3rd, 2006, Cousins was arrested for public intoxication after passing out in front of Crown Casino in Melbourne and spent four hours in jails. It's pronounced Melbourne. Melbourne. He was released without being fined or making a court appearance. Blah, blah, blah. Is there anything else really good in here? Do you know how Australians order a pitcher of water? We should get this fucker on Dopey. Do you know how an Australian orders a pitcher of water? I'll have a Foster's. And they say, jug of water. (laughs) You've said this before. I know. Rehabilitation commences. 
Blah, 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 blah. There's a bunch of shit in here. Lots of drug stuff. Yeah, he, he's a dopey guy. What kind of drug stuff? Um, do you really want me to read it? No. Do you have any story you want to tell? Um, well, we got to do the jail episode. I don't think now. No. Soon. Yeah, but would you have anything you want to say or should I tell my killer story? Tell your killer story. Put the phone down. Killer Mike? No. What, what are you doing? Oh, nothing. Okay, this is another non-dopey story. How come? You keep telling non-dopey stories. I just... This story is so worth telling, I think. Um, I don't know if I've told you it before, and maybe it's not that good a story, but in my high school, there was a tradition, and the tradition was to play a game called Killer. Have I ever told you about this game? No. Do you know what a tracer gun is? No. A tracer gun is a plastic gun that shoots small discs, like this. I know what it is. Okay, and they shoot them pretty fast. Yeah. Now, the senior year... And the 11th grade and some of the 10th grade break up into teams of 10 people. And you set up a round robin where each team plays two teams in a circle. You know what I'm saying? Every person, like, so like, let's say the chocolate, the tissue box, and the phone, and the microphone are playing. So the chocolate has to play the tissue box and the microphone. Yeah, the yeah. Phone, so, you, but it's like 20 teams or something. Okay. Now, hey, hand me a piece of chocolate. Sure. Now, the story... Uh, the game, the way the game works, is all of New York City is in bounds. The only place you're safe... Give me another piece of chocolate. <laughs> One more. The only place that you're safe is on the block of our school. Okay. Okay? The only time you're safe anywhere else is lunchtime. Besides that, anywhere in New York... I'm talking anywhere, anywhere in the world, but we didn't go anywhere else. I keep forgetting that you grew up in New York City. Okay, yeah. Anywhere in New York, you can be shot. Okay? okay. Dead. So, like, we, and you play for two weeks a year. And, like, so what that meant is, like, people could follow you home, right? That you do. Yeah. In the morning, you go, you stake someone's house at five in the morning and you wait for them to leave the house. You go to their subway station, you wait for them to get there. What's the distance on these guns? How close do you 15 have to be feet. For a good shot? Like 15 feet. And uh, you wait on the corners of the block so nobody... You have to get to school really early so nobody could get to school, you know. Yeah. You know, because you'll shoot them. And then the the mythology was that back in the day, somebody had painted their gun black and pulled it out on a subway platform and the cops pulled their gun on them and almost killed the kid. So then if you played killer, you'd get suspended from high school. Oh, so you weren't allowed to play? No, you weren't allowed, but everybody played it anyway. Did. So yeah. people wouldn't do it on school ground much? But you had to, because there's also money involved. Okay. So, like, you, ha- you had to play on school grounds. You couldn't play in school, but you'd have to play on the corners of the block. Do you think they're still playing it? They are. Yeah. They are. Years ago, me and my friends started shooting a documentary about it, because it's just so fun. I mean, like, I remember when I was a kid, um, I remember... When I was a kid, I left the school. Didn't you go to some fancy school? Yeah. I left the school, and I ran, and I got the bus, and then I got a train. <laughs> you went to some fancy school for smart kids, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then it, it didn't work out? No, it didn't work out. <laughs> I got the bus to the train to another bus, and I'm like, I'm safe. And I come home here, yeah. and I get off the elevator on the 21st floor. The elevator door opens. There's ten kids blasting me. No. <laughs> just standing here blasting. I was like, fuck. And I got so mad. And I So came... they snuck into the building yeah. and came yeah. then I then I then I went inside and I called my friend. I was like, they're all here. Get over here and kill them. Yeah. And they didn't get here. What happens time. if they get you? You're out? 
you're out until their team is killed. If the team that gets you is killed, you come back. If they if they never get killed, you just did disappear. anyone ever just deny it? Like I didn't get shot. Yeah, if you deny it, then you have a shootout on 94th Street between Fifth and Madison. So why don't you just always deny it and get a shootout? That's not fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, people who did that are fucking full of shit. My friend, what type of people would deny? Would deny dickheads? It? People like you. <laughs> um, but isn't that cool? That is cool. My friend was like, "Can you block it?" No, if it hits you, you're shot. My friend was on the toilet. His mother let his friend in, and his friend just fucking shot him on the toilet. His mother didn't know his friend was on the other team. Oh, really? Yeah, that was bad. He still hates the guy to this day. Mm. Then, um... Was that a peak in life? It was really fun. Doesn't that sound really fun? It sounds pretty good. It was fucking great. It's like laser tag, but better than laser tag, and... Everywhere. It's super <laughs> exciting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you play all over the city. You, like, wait at train stations for people. You wait, like, you're also, like, you have excuses to stay overnight someplace weird, and you have to get to Queens early to kill somebody. It's, like, very fun. Yeah. You know? It was really, really fun. I remember I'd wait at the E station for this kid, Alan. Remember that dude we met, that radiologist we met at my yep, old house? Yep. I waited for him. He comes out. I jump out from behind a pillar, shoot him right in the face. Really? Dead. So if you told him about that, would he have remembered it? Probably. Yeah. He's a stoner. I doubt he remembers. Yeah. But that, I just wanted to, I just think that's a cool story. That is a cool story. Isn't it? That's good. We didn't do anything like that in my high school. No? You just would circle jerk and ookie cookie and circle stuff like that? Circle jerks and, yes. And you want to hear a funny story from high school? Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> this is pretty fucked up. There's like a dean of discipline, you know? Like the, basically a guy whose job at my high school was just to like go around and get people in trouble and like, you know, like... See if they're doing bad things. But he kind of liked the kids who got in trouble more, you know? Like, it was like, that was his job. And so, uh, anyways, in my high school, it was all guys, coat and tie type of deal. And so, my friend was taking a shit one day. It was on the second uh, floor corridor, which is, like, kind of the main hallway. It's right off the main hallway where there's, like, the most action, people walking around and stuff. And so, my friend was taking a shit, and, you know, we used to take wads of paper towels and wet them and like throw them over so I took this huge <coughs> wad of paper towel and I wet it and he was in the stall and I threw it over the top and he was literally in the middle of taking a crap and I guess it hit him like I, you know I couldn't see as I went over but it hit him right on the face and oh. he was so pissed oh, right oh yeah no this kid remember his name it was James I shouldn't say his name. it was James and uh he fucking with his pants and his boxers down and naked he wipes his butt once, right, with a wad of toilet paper, runs out of the stall, his dick hanging out, and throws the wadded thing of shit paper at me. And I see it coming, and I start running, and I run out the door, literally, I push the door open, and as the door's open, as I'm running out, this wad of shit paper is coming after me, and I avoid it, and it lands in the middle of the hallway with all the people walking around, and it happens to be right when the Dean of Discipline is walking by, and he looks down, and he just sees this wad of shit paper on the thing. And I literally was like, I'm, in, I'm so fucked. Like, I'm going to get so out of, like, in so much trouble. And he got, he, get, he turned beat red. He got so fucking mad. At and, you? At me, Why? yeah. Why? You just didn't throw we were, this well, shit. Well, just because we were fucking around, you know? He just looks, he points to the thing, and he just says, pick that up. And so I had to pick it up and throw it away, but that was all that happened. That's great. That's the end of the story. Terrific. I think, you know what it's time for? What? Steve's second voicemail. I haven't even listened Me to it. Me neither. Yet. I feel bad that I haven't listened no, to it. No, this yet. is better that way. 
Yeah, I feel really bad because he sent it to us a while ago. It's okay. This guy's the man. Okay, so we're playing another voicemail from... Um, Steve from the UK. Steve from the UK. We love Steve. We love Steve. And um, it's... Um, <clears throat> he he did the... Uh, <coughs> uh, what's it called? He did the Methadone Piss Vampires. The Methadone Piss Vampires. Uh, Which you can see at dopeypodcast.com. You can go to dopeypodcast.com and listen to the Methadone Piss Vampires anytime you want. Yeah, or you can, you can just go there and check other shit out anytime. And that's our new website if, if you guys don't know about it. I hope this is the right thing. And if you guys want to be included in the dopeypodcast.com, we should get a bulletin board on there. Yeah. Let's just focus on getting it out right now. I don't know. I, I don't, we haven't heard this yet. But I'm also going to just layer it in so any comments we have right now are going to be played, just so you know. Tyson's Money Shot, read by Steve Ivey. After settling into a comfortable amphetamine addiction, my head gave all sorts of ideas for acceptable behaviour, including maintaining friendships with unreasonable junkies, some of which owned ferrets. Luke was a troubled soul, a butcher's son with a chemical romance, quite stocky and serious about his drugs career. We had one thing in common amphetamines. He told me how injecting amphetamines was becoming boring to him and he'd much rather try something different. The ecstasy revolution was here and he wanted to warp it. I sat and watched Luke crush down two E's into a spoon. They were doves from Amsterdam. He added a little water from the bottle of an old coke bottle and stirred the off-white solution, gently heating his concoction with a candle. He drew his liquid into a syringe and casually uttered, You want to go halves? I laughed and shook my head nervously. He put one syringe down and took another from the pack, sucking up the remaining liquid. He took a rubber tourniquet from his kit, wrapped it round his right arm and found a bulging vein on his forearm. He then asked me to take off my belt. I laughed. The guy was a complete fuckhead and I wasn't going to get in his way, so I removed it. He asked me to prepare his other arm for a double hit. Shit, why not? He took the remaining needle crossed his arms and carefully found a matching vein on his left forearm. Can you pull the sucker a little? I can do my left, but you're going to have to help me with the right. I happily obliged and pulled the plunger, waiting for a little jet of blood to enter each syringe. This was the 90s and better than watching UK TV. And there we had it. One grinning maniac with a syringe in each arm. He shot each one using. It looked really awkward and seemed like someone to do for showmanship. I stood back in his amazement and gazed into his fruit machine eyes. His face turned red and he jolted up. He started to run. The needle was still hanging from each arm. My eyes are rolling so much I can't see, Luke shouted. This impaired his coordination somewhat. He ran straight into a wall, then ripped off his t-shirt, giving half words, whilst hyperventilating. Beanie was a... Whoa, motherfucker. After... Stripping completely naked, he ran out the front door, scratching at his body, laughing manically. I decided to make my way home at this point. You know, obviously. A few weeks have passed, and I refrained from calling Luke. We had unfinished business. We had a reasonable amount of plants growing in his loft that I needed to pick up. They were ready for budding, so I need to see him just once more, collect my half of the bud, then simply move on. I arrived mid-afternoon. I'm generally nervous about the whole situation. I hadn't slept in two days and I come to the assumption that infamies were clouding my judgement. I need to clean up, flush out Luke, 
get the bird and sleep. I approached the door and heard some hysterical laughter emitting from his house. I stopped and listened. I could hear some sort of gasping sound, then laughter again. I knocked, hesitantly. The door swung open. Beanie, one of Luke's more malleable friends, opened the door. And there it was, three grown men standing around a stolen motorbike, inhaling petrol fumes. Tim, the son of a local policeman, red-faced and smoking a joint near the petrol tank, offered me a line of speed. Luke's eyes locked onto mine as I partook. You should try some petrol then, it's quite good. I've been huffing this most of the morning, Luke openly announced. He unscrewed the petrol cap and cut both hands over the tank, then proceeded to huff the toxic vapours. Shit, I was in the bowels of society again, and this is the next fucking step down. Luke began gibbering some nonsense and threw up over his t-shirt. His ferret was running around uncontrollably around the floor, which was pleasantly quite bizarre. I put all this aside and decided to give it a go. Huffing petrol is similar to inhaling solvents. It's the fucking lowest of the low. But when you're surrounded by losers, you feel obliged to sink to their levels. So that's what I did. The huffing had become similar to a competitive bong session. We'd each take turns, doubling or trebling the dose, seeing how much our bodies could withstand. Luke's Rottweiler, Tyson, had been scratching at the door for some minutes now. Beanie, the group's lesser, was told to let him in. Let him in, Beanie, you fucking idiot. He's scratching my door, man. Fucking what are you doing? Luke screamed. Beanie was lagging from the hydrocarbon fumes. He opened the door without question. Luke's dog was a slobbery male beast, surprisingly friendly, leaving trails of gloop wherever he'd been. He sat down and watched contently as we took turns poisoning ourselves. It was Tim's turn. He took several long huffs, quite impressive, as he was the son of a law enforcement officer. He started laughing, then went back for more, and then more. Tim was trying to prove a point, I guess. King of the gas or some stupid shit. We all observed in silence. This guy was killing more brain cells than a professional boxer. After some amazing hits and near zero of regular oxygen, he shouted some strange words and collapsed. His body started to spasm. We all stood around him. I wanted to ask him if he was okay, but we weren't that sort of group, so I just watched. Luke's dog took an interest. He started to lick. Tim's here slowly. He then proceeded to mount his face. We looked at each other in awe and stood back. The dog, Tyson, was face fucking Tim. We all burst into hysterics. <laughs> Obviously, apart from Tim, his face was obscured by a bobbing hairy dog's ass. His legs were kicking and the dog was really going for it. This was the kind of painful laughter that only happens when you know something is way wrong. So fucking wrong that you shouldn't even contemplate laughing at it. Yet the universe just unmasked something truly ugly for us all to see. I could barely move. I wanted to help Tim, but all my laughter was hindering any hint of motor skills. At that moment, I knew I'd reserved a place in hell. Tyson took a few more pumps and there it was, the money shot. Finally, Luke pulled off the dog. It was just long overdue. The dog left his mark. Tim was in another planet, oblivious to what had just happened. 
I bent over in laughter, painful laughter that seared into my soul, tainted with solvents, sleep deprivation, whilst witnessing a truly twisted sight in the company of animals. Yo, that's a disgusting story. It's pretty wild, dude. It's a crazy story. I have a bunch of things to ask. That's all. Thank you, Steve from the UK. Thank you. His voice is so great. His, his writing's voice. great too. I really like his writing. Did you hear in the beginning? You could hear some like Vietnamese people talking in the background. Yeah, he's in Vietnam right now, right? I think so. Um, have you ever injected both arms so at the same I, time? I haven't, but it's funny to think about that because my sponsor used to do that. He, they called them Mamba Jambas. And he'd hang out with his friend, and one person would shoot coke in one arm, and the other person would shoot heroin in another. Wow. So they wouldn't do, like, a speedball. It would be a speedball, but two separate wow. shots. Yeah, so he'd have his two friends, and they would lay down on the ground, and wow. I guess they'd shoot the coke in one, but they'd shoot the dope in one, like, pretty quickly. But the coke, they said, would just, uh, they'd do a huge syringe, and they wouldn't use all of it. And he would just slowly, slowly push it until they said to stop. That's crazy. Yeah. That was a crazy email. That shit just makes me want to... It's almost like that. That's just like unbelievable. The idea, the idea of that shit just makes me want to relapse. I know. Uh, it's just, you can't even think about it. Yeah, it's fucked up. So that was um, uh, much different. Can I, can I play you something that just reminds... The thing that he reminds me of, I couldn't place it, but this is what he reminds me of. Okay, play it. Waldo Jeffers had reached his limit. It was now mid-August, which meant he had been separated from Marsha for more than two months. You gotta listen to this Two months... It's a Velvet Underground song, right. but it's like, listen to his voice. Yeah, I know it does sound like him. It's like, I could not place it, but he sounded, it's, it's this story called, it's a song called The Gift by, by the Velvet Underground, and it is awesome. It's a story about a guy, the story is about a guy who like, his, he has this girlfriend and he loves his girlfriend, and he misses her, yeah. but he's too cheap to go visit him. And, like, she carries on with her life, and he's lonely, and he misses her, and he doesn't know how he can see her. So he decides to ship himself in a box to her. Yeah. And and you'll see how it plays out. Just tell me what happens. She kills him opening the box with a letter opener and through the box. Oh, really? But listen to the song. It's called The Gift by the Velvet Underground, and uh, Steve totally reminded me of that with his accent. Totally. Steve, I want to fucking just classic you calling in... Just giving us your update. That's what I want. His writing is great. I like it. I like his I like his memos. I think they're great. They are great. And we want more and we'll always play them. But I would love to just hear them off the top. What time is it? Should I see what time it is in Vietnam right now? No. I uh, it's not. too late. Um, do you want to do an email of the week? Uh, do a review of the week. All right. I will do a review of the week. I think I'm going to do Ginger's review. Do that one. All right. How do I find them? It's nine. It's exactly 12 hours earlier or later. 12 hours later. So it's 10 in the morning. Yeah. It would t- 12 hours earlier and later are the same time. No. Because 12 hours earlier, it would still be the 6th. 12 hours later, it's the 7th. You asked what time, not what day, you dick. What's oh, wrong with you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Say something good. Something good. Say something else. Something else. <laughs> that makes you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You think I would have been good at Killer? No. I would have got into it, bro. It been, it's really a fun game. I had paintball. I was in a paintball. But that's different. You can't play paintball in the world. I would just... Mostly, I would just shoot people from my window in Boston, actually. So it was in the world. All right. This I, I is... I took it to the streets, Dave. 
You did? You took paintball to the streets? Yeah, I'd shoot people from my window. I just said that. But that well, it wasn't like a league. <laughs> no. All right, this is the Dopey Podcast review of the day. No, this is, this is an old review. I think this is the day review of the day. Probably shouldn't even say who it's from. Okay. One star from 63A. Oh, you're doing that one? I listened to the show so as to fill the emptiness of my long drives to work. The pod is one star. It, literally, it's a one star review. <laughs> I listened to the show so as to fill the emptiness of my long drives to work. This podcast doesn't serve as a deterrent. Instead, it glorifies drug use and abuse. The banter between the commentators can get very annoying at times, and it throws you off the main story. It's true. Mm. You're especially annoying, I have to say. Dave needs to stop (laughs) pointing out that Chris comes from a wealthy background. Listeners like me get the feeling that had it not been for his family's wealth, he would be serving a long stint in jail. Thank you, and I don't deny, I don't deny that. I, I think I'm very open about that. Oh, he says that every time. Who? You. Yeah. Why don't you read the other one star? The one that says common. I like that one. That's my favorite one yeah. star. I hate the way Chris pronounces the word room. That's not a Doesn't real thing. Doesn't it have two O's? That's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, common. Miss Ginger, 58. I unsubscribed. Arrogant. Lacking in good character. Hmm. True. Do you even have to say lacking in good character? Couldn't you just say lacking in character? Yes. But arrogant, lacking in good character. And now, another one. A good one or a bad one? Uh, I wasn't allowed to do another bad one. Oh! This is from Zoltan the Great. Unhealthy. One star. Lacking in character. That's the same person. I know it's the same. They say it's not. It was <laughs> this person used to be our, our, like, our biggest champion, and yeah. now she fucking hates us. And it's my fault. I don't know. Is it, I don't know whose fault it is. Just, I want to say this. We never did anything to hurt you. And you have bad reviews all over our page. Should we read that one thing she sent you? Which? Where she went on a tirade about me? No. What are, you, what are you trying to... What are you doing? <laughs> Do you want to? Do you know where it is? I couldn't find it no, if I had no. to. Well, I apologize six billion times, but I'm still sorry. And I wish you didn't write all these bad reviews, but I want to read this one. Lacking in character... And this time she doesn't say good character. Lacking in character and intellect. She's definitely talking Ooh. about you. Uh... I think these two walk a dangerous line glorifying drug addiction. Sounds like a bad NA meeting where everyone is on the verge of relapse. Any, any you got nothing to say? What are you looking at? I found it. Dude, don't do that. Just leave it be. What about, you don't want to comment on this? Uh, say it again, I didn't pay attention. Lacking in character and intellect, I think these two walk a dangerous line Glorifying drug addiction. Sounds like a bad NA meeting where everyone is on the verge of relapse. She's onto something. Zoltan. Is it Zoltan? Yeah. Zoltan's onto something. What do you think they're onto? I don't know. Oh, dude, you know, 
You know what I just read? I meant to say this. Fuck. What? Do you know who Owsley is? Owsley? Yeah. No, who's that? Owsley was the biggest acid manufacturer in the 60s. He made White Lightning. Put, put it away, because yeah. I, I can't no, talk to you go. when you yeah. don't... And you, look, you look up, you go, what? <laughs> you go, what? Oh, I, I wasn't paying attention. Like, I'm like that's okay. I'm <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> All right, go ahead. I'm listening. So there's this guy called Owsley, uh, and he was the biggest acid manufacturer in the 60s. He came up with Blue Cheer, White Lightning, Purple Haze. Okay. Like, he's the guy who, like, flooded California with doses. He made millions of doses. He made millions of dollars, you know. He had, he had bank accounts all over the world with just cash, okay? Yeah. He got busted in 68 uh, for selling acid or for having acid or whatever. He uh, did three years in jail. Yeah. When he got out of jail... He became the sound man for the Grateful Dead. And they just... Wait, hold on. Wait for this shit to pass. Looks like they're looking for somebody with bad character. Is it gone? Yeah. Uh, he became the sound man for the Grateful Dead. Just who cares? Go, what go the about- fuck do you care? What's wrong with you? You're talking to me? Or yeah, the who cares? It was really loud. I feel like they couldn't hear it. They who? The listeners. Dude, you're not even paying attention. I'm paying attention. Continue. I actually am interested in this story. So Owsley went on to become uh, the sound man from the, for the Grateful Dead. He built something called their Wall of Sound. And then he, um, I don't know, he kind of got phased out. There were a bunch of different people who like were involved in um, Grateful Dead sound, so he kind of got marginalized. Then he had these dreams that there were going to be like crazy climactic shifts so he moved to Australia. He took a plot of land. He squatted on it. He built a bunch of, like, structures. And then he sued the state to own it, and it became his property. He just earned five acres or something of un... It's like the Homestead Act. Yeah. 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 And uh, he built all this stuff. And then he started coming back to dead shows, and he would make his living selling belt buckles. He went from being the biggest acid manufacturer in the world and a hero yeah. to selling fucking belt buckles on tour. I don't know. I thought it was a pretty rad story. Yeah, Isn't so it crazy? Yeah, it's a good story. Um, and then he would What's also say... Owsley? Owsley. Owsley. And then it, it's a book called Bear, uh, and it's about his life. Uh, Why do they call the book Bear? Because that was his and nickname. And how do you spell it? B-E-A-R. Okay. That was his nickname. And he also... Owsley invented the Grateful Dead logo of the steal your face with the lightning bolt in the skull. Yeah. He invented that. Yeah. He also uh, recorded every show on incredibly high-end sound equipment, and they're still putting out the records that he recorded. Really? You know? He just died. That's wild. Um, and he said something really, really interesting. When Jerry Garcia died, he was like, he was talking about how sad it was, you know, that Jerry had died. And he was recounting dealing with Jerry on heroin. And he would be like, Jerry, you know, when you're on heroin, you're really not fun. And Jerry would be like, well, I like how it feels when I do it. And he would be like, yeah, but you don't, you don't play well. You know, it, it's like not fun hanging out with you. And, and Jerry would just be like, yeah, but I like how it feels when I do it. <laughs> and it's like, I remember like when people would be like, you're not fun. 
I would say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But I like how it feels when I do it. And it's like, I don't really want to not do it. Yeah. You know? And, and like Jerry, like had all the money in the world and all he had to do was like, you know, make music. But then, and, I, and obviously the music wasn't as good, but he didn't really know the difference because he was high on heroin. I never got into him. Never Jerry? got into the dead. Yeah. Uh, Jerry's the best. You actually like the music? Jerry Garcia? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love it. I listened like a little bit. I never just, for some reason, never really, never really dug it. I love the dead. I got to give it another try. I mean, this is 10 years ago. I don't think you'd like it. I like fish. It's like, it's like fish, but soulful. And I like slower. soul music. Huh? I like soul music. Like Justin Bieber? What were you, what were you saying today? Uh, that everybody became a believer. Um, listen, what soul music do you like? I don't know. Otis Redding. Okay. Well, the Dead play Otis Redding songs sometimes. I don't think you'd like the Dead. It's like real Americana. It's real rock and roll. Uh, it's beautiful. It's like country. You know, like country music. I don't like country. Yeah, music. it's got a lot of country. I like old. I like Johnny Cash. Well, that's George, what they George Thorogood. I don't like any pop country. Is my least favorite. No, genre. no, they 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 sound like outlaw country. I remember I, the only station I got when I was living in Great Barrington um, that got in like good in a lot of areas was a like a pop country station. And I remember one summer, I just listened to it the whole summer. It's the worst I was music. Ever. I was landscaping, and the three big hits. Were um, my train my chainsaw? That was the name of the song. My chainsaw, um, drunk on a plane. What was the last one? I can't even remember what the last one was. It was horrible though. Jerry Garcia. You know, have you ever heard the saying "AA is like a country song in reverse"? That's funny. Yeah. But the Grateful Dead sound like psychedelic blues, uh, country and soul, rock and roll. It's good. Uh, I don't like uh, I like Jerry Garcia like I don't love Bob Weir Mm. I interviewed Bob Weir once and I was on heroin did I ever tell you that story? no I was super fucked up Bob Weir Bob Weir is like the other singer in the dead there's Jerry Garcia and there's Bob Weir they almost Bob Weir was like the pretty boy and Jerry Garcia was like big and fat and beautiful yeah Um, and uh, so they're playing Bob Weir is playing with his band called Rat Dog in Asbury Park and I'm making my little music show and and it was like I had just gotten the budget for the show up so we went down there with this big crew yeah and I was totally addicted to heroin and I never liked Bob Weir I don't like his I didn't like his songs I didn't like his singing like if you read about the history of the dead how old was he when you interviewed him he was probably in his late 50s okay um and i was in my early 20s yeah and i'm like nodding out like literally i'm nodding out on heroin and i'm sitting and like we have these two very expensive cameras it's lit yeah okay and i'm (laughs) nodding out it's lit there's microphones it's like really like intense and i'm like so bobby you know like what was it like to be friends with jerry yeah, and he, he was, told me this. You just keep asking and he about was like, Jerry. And he was like, he was like, what do you mean? He was my friend. I was like, well, what about Janis Joplin, man? She was pretty cool. And he was like, he was like, yeah, they were my friends. He was like, what about he, me? He was like, what about me? And I was like, I don't know, Bobby. Don't know. You know, and and like, and I would, and I would love telling. I, I thought I was so badass, but it was so pathetic. Yeah, you know, it was so pathetic. If you could redo it today, what would you say? Ah. Uh, I would like 
Bob Weir, like, is not my favorite musician or anything, but, like, he did a lot of great shit. Yeah. And there's so much stuff to talk about, like, the way they lived and, yeah. and what they did. And and you could ask about Jerry not being alive instead of what was it like being his friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you could still make it about You could make that. it about him. How would you... Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, but... But so, Bob Weir, if you're listening to Dopey, I apologize. Is he still alive? Oh, yeah. Does he still make music? Yeah. Really? Now they're touring with John Mayer as Jerry Garcia. Really? Yeah. Which, and people like it. And John, it's like, John Mayer, listen, John Mayer's very handsome. He's kind of funny. Did you ever see him on Dave Chappelle? He was super yeah. funny. Yeah, when they play the guitar yeah. and the drums. Yeah, fucking yeah. so funny. Yeah. But like, and he could play the parts. He could play the guitar. He could play Jerry Garcia note for note. Yeah. But he can't sing like Jerry. Jerry had this sweet, beautiful voice. Yeah. And John Mayer sounds like this hokey fucking pseudo-white soul fucking bad. And they come into the restaurant, and they're all done up in their fucking tie-dyes. And they're like, dude, did you, did you catch Bobby and John Mayer on tour? He's fucking sick, man. <laughs> and I'm like, boy, this guy... No, it's just fucking... I just think he's horrible. And then I start yelling at them, and like the kids who like John Mayer get scared of me. But I don't like that. Like I think that this guy, Bruce Hornsby, can sing Jerry. I think that the guy from Wilco could sing Jerry right. But you don't want to have a music conversation. I know. You're, it's, you're incapable of having... You're constitutionally incapable of having a, a I don't know. You want to talk about Flesh and Bone? All right, Dopey Nation. I impressed Nation. you with my gang star today. Oh, yeah. yeah. You did. You did. And I know that the Dopey Nation is going to be nonplussed of my Grateful Dead worship. Well, some people love that shit, you know? But the some, younger guys won't. Yeah. They like fish. Yeah. I don't dislike fish, but I don't particularly like them. But I was listening to it the other day, and I was like... I, I was just a hater when I was younger. I don't get when people say they hate fish. Just because there's some great, they have some really good songs. No, people hate fish because their songwriting is garbage. I just I hear you know it's fucked up like because I heard catchy. I heard Trey listens to our show. He listened to it once supposedly. I don't but, know if I agree with that. But this is the reason that fish is no good because of songs like uh, David Bowie. You know that song? No. They have a song. The whole song is just David Bowie. I haven't heard that song. Then they have a song like called the song like, Dirt. That's probably my favorite. How's song it go? Do. Uh, I don't know. It's, good. it's the only song. Whenever I used to buy guitars, it's the only song I ever tried to learn how to play. Buy guitars. This I, is a whole thing I never heard of before. You buy guitars? I've owned four guitars. I used really? To have a personal guitar teacher. A personal guitar teacher. What'd you I learn? I did. I heard what you learned. It was horrible. Nothing. I just know. Uh, what's that? Um, here it is. Camptown Lady. Okay, okay, enough. Shut it up, shut it up. Wait, wait, wait. That's the verse. Whatever. I listen to this when I was drinking alone a lot. <laughs> yeah, I get really depressed. I, 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 li- like, I can fucks. think of like 
I like the song Golgi Apparatus that fish do. Yes, yeah, sorry. I like the song Waste. If I could be a painter, painting on the Do you know the what stage. the Golgi Apparatus is? It's, a, it's some sort of one-celled organism. It's one of the things inside the cell. Yeah. You're trying to, like... Oh. Yeah. You think I'm a fucking idiot? <laughs> well, you did go to that smart kid's Um, I like run like an antelope out of control. I like bounce around the room. Bounce around the room's all right. But I, a lot of the songs, you know, I don't like, like the lyrics. I don't know what that is. Farmhouse is like one of their classics, dude. Okay, enough. Dopey Nation, Should stay strong. No? no, do it's not. It's already queued up. Don't. No, I don't want you to play it. Just say goodbye. <laughs> Write us a review. Do something. This episode's gone long. Just You're going to start playing fish at uh, the end of the episode? Write us a review on the Apple Podcast app, please. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us I on just Instagram. Want to smack you in the Visit face. Visit our website, dopeypodcast.com. Send us an email. Send us a voice memo. What would you do if I punched you in the face? Would you start beating me up? No, I'd just take it. You would? Yeah, nonviolence. I just want to take this mug and bash <laughs> your face in. Nonviolence to the to my core, man. Pick up the phone and fucking uh, Drop follow our Instagram. Shit. Yep. Do something. Don't listen. Well. Trey, if you're listening, I'm sorry I put down fish. If you want to come on Dopey to defend fish, like, I'd love that. Yeah. No? Yeah, yeah, All right, so that's it, right? I don't know. Is that it? I think that's it. We're gone long. Too long. Long episode. You know, Trey it's sat It's dangerous in. when we start doing music stuff. I just want to say this. Black I just want to say this, that, that Trey is, a, is an awesome guitar player. He is. He, he actually... He's up to him. Yeah. He played at the Dead's reunion, and he was great. He also sang Jerry Parts Good. I just want to say that. Okay. That's it. All right, toodles. Do you think Trey listened to it? No. Goodbye. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad I wanna be good, so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And I wanna take a ride up in the sky Watch this aeroplane just pass me by And I wanna see a Lear jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people it means to be alive, but I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires, all I ever.